Hey everyone, welcome to episode 22 of Student Radio Stories. This episode is very exciting as it is an interview with Amy Vivian. Amy is a weekday afternoon presenter on Capital Radio between 1 and 4pm. This is very exciting to get the chance to speak to Amy. We talked all things student radio, working at Capital and Amy's radio journey to get to where she is today. Let's get into the interview and hear more from Amy about her radio journey. I'm here with Amy Vivian. So Amy, we know you as an afternoon presenter on Capital Radio. Could you describe to us what a typical day could be like working at Capital? A typical day? Um, Okay, so I get up around half seven and then research things that have happened overnight, like or in the day, like to do with, could be to do with celebrities or something topical for our audience. Me and the producer have a chat whilst I'm on the way to work and then we get in, we plan the show, um, and then we go through every single link of what we're going to talk about. And then at one o'clock we go on air and then at four o'clock we're off air. And that's, so is that, that bit you do in yeah. between? Bits in between, what do you mean? As in like you go in before the show and then you'll do preparation after the show. Yeah, so usually we do most of the prep like beforehand um, and then after the show, unless there's like a meeting or something, at four o'clock we're sort of done and it's like go and see what happens like because a lot of the stuff that we talk about might be like personal things that have happened or something we spotted so in lockdown it's been hard because no one's been doing anything and so you're like when you've seen something funny at the pub or something you bring that story to air and then other people share that experiences in lockdown like there's not been as much of that but we've been using other things like what have you seen your neighbors doing and things like that um and we just have like long discussions basically throughout the day um constantly of like oh what about this for tomorrow what about that it's there's no like set times like I might think of something at nine o'clock at night and then just message my producer like oh by the way like I've thought of this kind of thing. <laughs> how did student radio help you kickstart your radio career um well without student radio I would never have thought about doing radio at all like I only did student radio because I had so much free time at uni um, and so then it was just became, it was just like a hobby, just was something to do whilst all my friends were in their lectures. Um, and then, yeah, I just loved it. So without that, I would never have found the way to capital really. Could you explain some of your radio journey and the positions you have been in over time? Okay. So after student radio, I came back home. I live in Milton Keynes, um, and I volunteered for MKFM. They were a community station at the, and at the time they'd literally just set up. This was in about 2013, I think, and 2012, 2013. And I started volunteering there. I did like a Sunday show and then I moved on to drive time and I used to work in the day and then go and do drive time in the afternoons for free. And I did that literally for three years, pretty much. Um, and I used to like get involved and I'd do like YouTubes for the theatre, for Milton Keynes Theatre and meet some of the cast and things of performances that were happening um, and just basically because I loved it so much I was like oh yeah maybe and at the time I never even thought about where it could lead me until about maybe 2014 thinking oh yeah this is definitely something I want to do um, I also worked in a TV production company as an assistant for like six months and then decided no I really want to do radio so I got stuck in, sent demos and demos and demos and demos out. And then somebody at Global saw a video of me um, and I met with them 
and then the capital dream started and that was in 2015. Would you say that social media sort of helped you get into global? Uh, no, not really for me. It was the, it was a YouTube channel and the, the, well, the YouTube video that got me the interview, but it wasn't, it was like meeting them and having the demos afterwards that got me the job, if you know what I mean. But I think now, I think that was five, oh gosh, yeah, five years ago, nearly four years ago. I think it's changed a lot now. I think like social media, like your presence and stuff, it, it does count for something now. Yeah. So what have been some of your highlights of your career during your time working for Capital Radio? Oh my goodness, highlights, wow. I mean, every day's a highlight. So much happens. Uh, oh my goodness. I mean, we have the best time when we're out on events. Like when we do Jingle Bell Ball and, and Capital Summertime Ball, it's just the most fun. And we get to hang with the artists. Like they're all so lovely and they're like really like great memories. Like last year when we had Summertime Ball, I was doing an interview with the Jonas Brothers on stage they were just um, sound checked so I was one of the first people in the whole country to know that they were going to have this surprise busted pop up um, and it was that was like one of these moments where I was like wow like I'm so lucky that I get to to be here equally last year we got to go to Casa Capital we called it or Love Island's Villa Ramor and basically we got to hang in the, the spare villa and that was so weird, like watching a programme for so many years and then being like, we get to come and hang here and we're doing radio shows from a villa in Mallorca. And yeah, that, that was really cool. That was a definite highlight for me. How does it feel to be like a radio personality presenter that's like one day sort of in the studio and the next, like you say, you could be doing the summertime or Jingle Bell Ball, like with all the big music artists? Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it sounds... Like I'm, I feel I wake up every day and I'm like I'm so lucky to do my job like it is the best job in the world but we are just normal people like we really are and so are the artists like so when you're backstage and we're chatting and like you might bump into them in the corridor it's just like oh hey how are you and then you're like oh my god like I've literally just been stood talking to Shawn Mendes oh that's really like he's like a massive worldwide <laughs> sensation you know like sometimes you like you're like oh yeah um that's like it's it's so cool that we get to do that and I love like I think I'm really real so for me yeah one day I'm in the studio one day I might be doing summertime ball but equally every morning I'm walking my dogs and every night I'm walking my dogs in the woods and like out in the country again and like just doing normal things like having to go to Tesco's and do my shopping that kind of thing so what is one of the weirdest or coolest stories you have shared on one of your radio shows? Oh my goodness. When I was um, single, we used to share a lot of my awful dating stories. And, there, I, and I say a lot because there's probably too many to, uh, to pick one. Um, but we used to, that was really funny. And I love, what I love about when you share dating stories is you always think yours is horrific. And then one of the listeners will come in and they will have had something 10 times worse. And you're like, oh God, that is brutal. So what other opportunities has your radio career opened you up to? Lots of things really. Like just like getting to be in, like in this industry as such, it means that you can explore your passions. Like, so for me, um, animal cruelty and like farming life and stuff is a massive passion of mine it's something that I'm exploring and I've always grown up in like my grandparents had a, a small holding so that's something that I've been used to and I've grown up with but now um being a radio presenter it means that outside of that I can now explore that as 
an alter like doing something else in that industry like things like country file or wildlife documentaries or going and doing some things on a farm or going I don't know all of these possible options of of things and also like voiceovers like somebody hears your voice on the radio and then they're like oh you can we you do this advert for us so like I did this I've done quite a few for MTV and Channel 5 and that's always really cool I suppose because you have that platform it helps open you up to those other opportunities yeah 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 exactly and and to have the guidance and you're like all right how do I get there and you would never it's it's brutal like and it's hard but capital gives you that platform well it, it, it I'm lucky like to I'm like on the, the radio every day to be like oh yeah I do this but I'm also really interested in x y and z I suppose you said you got found by global but did you have to like sort of try and get your name out there yeah 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 like I'm constantly like even like it never stops like you can never have an off day you might whatever happens or is happening in your life like when you walk in that studio you've got to be on a hundred percent every single day like and you can't like you have to constantly try and be like how can I be more how can I be better how can I get myself out there more what else can I do but that's if you're a radio presenter it's, all, it's almost just like second nature it's not like forced we don't do it because we feel like oh we've got to do this now we do it because we want to and we love doing it and we love doing extra things and we love our jobs so it's like oh we've got to stay and do this oh cool like oh we're working late because we're gonna go on this project or we're gonna go and suss out this thing it's like oh wicked we're doing this like nothing's ever forced but yeah you constantly have to put yourself out there and and always say like be, I, I, I feel like saying be a yes guy because I feel like sometimes that can get you in trouble too much but definitely you have to say yes a lot like especially at the start of your career because experience is key like you need to do as much as possible like and do everything and anything and the more hours you get under your, be your belt the more you'll learn and also the more experienced you'll be which means the better that you'll be. I suppose being in the radio industry, like every day is different, especially sort of now, like maybe radio workers like you are maybe the key workers that sort of keep us going because radio has become so important for people to listen to and feel like they've got some human contact. Yeah, exactly. Like we have, like, especially during what's happened, um, there's, there's no denying I've had conversations with my producer been like, wow, this is, there's been, we've had texts come in and they are really hard hitting where we are literally people's support and you, there are people that have been isolating or live on their own and who have been on their own for the majority of this time and all they have is the radio so we and it's a, a really privileged position that we get to be their company we get to be their friend we get to be the person that makes them laugh because they've heard something that we've done and we get to make them dance around because we're playing their favorite songs like that's so nice to just be be there for people like for me it's all about being everyone's friend like I want to be that person that everyone's like oh oh she's on in the afternoon like she's our like our friend so I also spoke to Will Manning from Capital a while back and I was wondering sort of have you been going into the studio from the beginning or did you record some shows from home so I was at home in my spare bedroom for nine weeks. Um, I have asthma. So it was like with the guidelines at the time, be careful. And so, yeah, we had a little mic set up. We had laptops everywhere and I was doing it live from home. And then I think mid-May, I think I went back, middle of May, beginning of May. Um, 
yeah, after nine weeks and then, but we've got two studios, so we rotate, you see. So Will's Manning's on before me, so he's in a different studio and then I take a different studio. So there's no crossing over. Everything's cleaned down. We're like really careful at work about it. <laughs> so I understand you're involved with some of the Student Radio Association events. What is it like to be involved and what have you been involved with? So usually um, it's at the SRA Awards, uh, which are always in November. So I don't think they'll be happening this year. So last year I got to host it and it was the first time ever that it was a female um, co-host situation. It was me and Charlie Hedges from um, Radio One. So one, that was just like super cool to be like, hey, look, we are one, women in radio, but two, we yeah. are women in radio and we're hosting an event together. Um, because I think uh, you get there's a lot of stick about there's not enough women in radio like I think it sometimes it's it's just luck of the draw kind of thing but that was really cool to feel like oh I'm a woman in radio and I'm doing this um, and the student radio awards for me it's just like so inspiring to be like wow these people are the next generation and they they've got that passion and that fire that we all have and to see them and win their awards and see how hard they're working is just so lovely did you go to any student radio events when you did student radio? No, I didn't. I didn't go to a single one. I can't believe it. And I always think I can't believe I didn't go, but it was because I only did student radio in my final year. I just never even thought about it. It never crossed my mind. So how was it to be part of this year's digital SRA conference? Um, yeah, that was, I mean, it's 2020 that's how we have to do it these days so that was really cool like again like sort of similar conversation to this just talking about the way in which I got into capital and um yeah there was a, a lot of people watching and said they found it really interesting which is always good because I always think that sometimes I can ramble and I'd be really boring but it's nice to know that people actually want to hear hear what happens <laughs> so what do you wish you would know when you started out in the radio industry what do I wish I'd known Oh, I don't really know if I wish I'd known something. I think I've learned, one, you can never give up because there were so many times when I was at MKFM, I was just like, when I decided I wanted to do it, that I'd send demos and demos out and wouldn't get a reply and would go and do a demo and it'd be like, yeah, we like you, but you're not, you're not really right for us. And to never give up, like you have to be, you know, you have to be determined, but you also have to be passionate about being in radio. Like this isn't something like you're not going to go to bed, send a demo out and the next morning wake up and be Chris Moyles and be on, or like be Greg James or be on the Radio 1 Breakfast Show or be Roman Kemp and be on our breakfast show and Capital and then going in the jungle. Like it doesn't happen overnight. And I think sometimes it, it can be seen that it's quite an easy path and then suddenly you're up there, but actually everyone has grafted, you know, Roman started on Capital doing overnights and then he did evening show, then he got breakfast. I did overnight, early breakfast, afternoons, everyone has paved their way. And if you, when you start off and you're getting up at, or if you're doing overnights, you don't go to sleep. Or if you're doing early breakfast, I used to have to get up at 2 a.m. You can't do that for a job that you don't like. Um, and always just also just to be yourself because you can't be a radio presenter and be fake and pretend to be somebody that you're not. So yeah, like you say, whenever I've spoken to people, they say they've had to always do the morning radio shows and you have to do that hard part to get to like the part that you would like to do. Yeah, it's very rare that you go click your fingers and you'll be in on like a main prime time slot. Like it's just so, so rare. Um, 
And you've also got to think if I was, if you're doing it, would I be happy to do this forever? I loved it so much that I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm on Capital. It's like the biggest station, one of the biggest stations in the world. I would be like, I get to do early breakfast. I get to speak to this listeners. I get to go to these events. Like, this is amazing if this continues for the rest of my life kind of thing. Now I'm very grateful now that I don't have those early mornings alarms and I get to speak to way more people in the afternoons. But you like, yeah, you have to start doing the, by doing the overnights and the earlies and, and grafting basically. Have you had any advice from anyone that you say would say is like advice that stayed with you forever about radio? Yeah. One of my bosses, like he always said, you know, you got to talk to your talk, talk like you're talking to your mates down the pub um, and just be yourself. And that's like the one thing I always think. And I always say to people like, it's always great to look at other radio presenters and be like, I want to be like them. I really like the way they do it, but you can't be, you can't be them because they're their own person, just as you are your own person. So you can be interested and be inspired by them, but you're never going to be them because you're not them. You are yourself. So take what they do and use it and be like, how could I do this? Or how can I do it in my own unique way? Yeah. And finally, what advice would you give to those wanting a career in the radio industry? Never give up. Always be positive. Always be, if you're just starting out, don't be afraid to volunteer and get stuck in. Um, And to have that determination that you are going to succeed, because I think a lot of it is up here that you've got to, you have to be mentally strong. Like I say, you have to, you have to know that you love it to be able to do those early mornings, but also to know that like, it's such a rewarding feeling to get to do it. There's, and I can't, I can't describe it. It's the best feeling in the world, getting to talk to everybody every single day. And the worst things could be happening in your private life. But when you go in that studio, it's like a little sanctuary and you forget it and you have to be okay because you can't go on air and like, all, all, like if something's happening, people want to hear you being you. And it would be concerning if they heard you like crying or something. And then you feel better. It's amazing. Like it's, it's like a healing process. Or it was, personally for me, it was a healing process for a lot of things that have happened. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for taking the time to talk to me about your time in student radio and your time in the radio industry. No worries. Thank you for having me. A big thank you to Amy for being part of this podcast and taking the time to talk to me about your radio journey. Stay tuned for more student radio stories to come. Bye, everyone. (laughs) Thank you.